Brett, sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind, sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more, online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Look out, it's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films To Be Buried With. My name is Brett Goldstein. I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a marker, and I love films. As Albert Camus once said, seeking what is true is not seeking what is desirable. You may wish to believe that Grease 2 is rubbish, but it's not. It's really a magical work of absolute magic and you're a fool to sleep on it. Wow, hardcore words from Albert Camus there. Don't disagree. Every week I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Mark Frost, Barry Jenkins, Sharon Stone, and even But this week, it's the wonderful comedian, Fortune Feimster. Head over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein, where you'll get an extra 20 minutes of stuff with Fortune. She tells a secret. We talk about the best beginnings and endings. You also get the whole episode uncut and ad-free and as a video. Check it out over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. So Fortune Feimster is a fucking brilliant stand-up. We became friends in... LA when we did some gigs together. She's so funny. She's so brilliant. She does a podcast called Handsome with Tignataro and Mae Martin. She is in FUBAR with Arnold Schwarzenegger. She's on tour at the minute. She's an absolute delight. Uh, we recorded this on Zoom a few weeks ago and I really think you're going to love it. So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 278 of Films to be Buried with. Hello and welcome to Phil's To Be Buried With. It is me, Brett Goldstein, and I am joined today by an actor, a podcaster, a writer, a producer, a creator, a superstar, a legend, one of the finest stand-ups to have ever stood up and walked about the stage occasionally whilst holding a mic. A lover, a pacifist, a best friend of Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Mavis and Tig and myself included. Yes. She's here, she's there, and she's also here 
please welcome to the show. I can't believe we've got a. It's Fortune Feaster! What's up, bruh? I mean, I was most excited for this intro, and you um, did not fail me. That was pretty amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. You're easy to do a long, long intro for. How's it going, Aww. Fortune? It's going good. I am in between cities. Uh, I was just on the road for two weeks, and I'm about to go back. Is your t- current tour new show, brand new, half ready, all ready? Where are you at with it? I'm about halfway through this tour. It's it's new as far as it's not um, from my last special. Okay. I'll be filming this one in like four months, five months. I'm also on tour, Fortune. Tell me a secret. How do you okay. keep it fresh? How do you keep it fresh? Ah, Brett, you know, that is the, that's the tricky part because it's a mm. lot of repetition. I kind of challenge myself with every show to be like, okay, what new punchline can I add? I'm also throwing in some crowd work in between. Some yep. of the jokes to keep myself on my toes and to make it more fun for me. Yeah. Um, so that helps with the material not feeling so repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll do that. <laughs> Did that help? That. that does help. Yeah. Because you're on the road. You're killing it out there. Everybody's well, like, okay. I got to see Brett. He's so funny and sexy and I want him to <laughs> yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. You you have this. Uh, you're 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 in many things, but your your character that people know you from recently mm. is so such a curmudgeon, and mm. you're so delightful. <laughs> I appreciate that, Fortune. Really, me being delightful is the acting. The the rest of it is. <laughs> the rest of it is. The rest the of it's true to form. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was so happy when I met you. I don't remember. It oh, might have been at the Largo we met. Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah. But you are someone I, I really love, and you're even better in person. Fortune, I feel the same about you. I think you're wonderful. Now, tell me, can you talk, are you sick of talking about your show, Friendship, Love Affair, with your boyfriend, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Or is this a... <laughs> no, I, I'm happy to talk about it. One of my favorite things is just Arnie posting about you is one of my favorite things. Isn't that wild? I mean... I love it. I never He's thought in a taste. million years that would be the case like he and I come from very different <laughs> backgrounds we're very different people um but yeah him. he does and I and he's great I mean we we really hit it off we were in this show called Fubar together mm-hmm. on Netflix it's this big action comedy series and I certainly didn't expect to ever get cast in an action series <laughs> that was way down on my list of things I thought uh, someone would think of me for um, but it's actually one of the coolest things I've done. It was this uh, huge, big budget, lots of explosions. Did you do stunts? Did you do stunts yourself? I ran towards a bar okay. and then they yelled cut. <laughs> Someone else jumped over it. But I ran, Brett. I the ran. Rain. That's the hard bit. That the is. Jumping bit I mean, is easy. Uh, I did do some army crawling. Okay. Alongside Arnold with explosions, their their form of explosions going off over our head. I did shoot the weapons myself, but as far as if anything required going off the ground, that's where <laughs> I tapped out. <laughs> anything above half a foot, you were yeah. I'm out. 
Is it your choice, or was there anything no. they would have let you do? I'm sure you're not allowed to. Anymore. I didn't get a. I didn't get a choice. They were just like, there's right. a, a very fit woman with a pillow in her <laughs> belly and a crazy wig. Goes, I'll take it from here. <laughs> you take a seat. Did you, you want to do any? Were, were um, there any like, I want no. to do that. I'm like, oh, no okay. one will know. Why am I going to put myself in danger? I'm a comedian. Um, who's trying to be an action star? But yeah, I um, I hit it off with Arnold like day one because I didn't realize really? he was such a comedy fan. Oh yeah, yeah, he was good, very good friends with Milton Berle, and Mil- yeah, so he used to go to the Friars Club a lot and wow. was, got tips for his own comedies from Milton, and he just really wow. loved that form, yeah, that art form. So day one, he was asking me about stand up and my process and writing. Has he come to see you live? Has he come to he see hasn't, you live? No, there hasn't been an opportunity since we finished filming. I'll have a show in LA in March. Maybe he'll come to that. Or I'm gonna do one in Toronto when we go back to film season two in May. Maybe he'll maybe he'll come oh, to that one. We'll see. Amazing. Hey Arnie, what you doing, bud? You busy? <laughs> he is one of the busiest guys I've ever known. I mean, he still yeah, lives his life kind of like the governor. He's always going to events and always volunteering and he still works out every day and did you work out with him i did, did you ever work out with him? yeah how was that <laughs> look at these oh guns. yeah i can see fuck it out fuck it out fortune i went to the famous gold's gym in venice beach with him where he's like a legend fuck. yeah and you should see the men i mean he goes all the time so they're used to it but there are occasional few new newbies there yeah and the it's like a uh, every man uh, it just stops and like gasps like <gasps> arnold <laughs> and it's pretty funny to see the effect he has on men wow but uh, you know he does the the heavy reps and then i went after him and he would take the pen i mean not that i can do anything what he does. I mean, come on. But he yeah. would go to like a 15. I was like, okay, give me, I, I can get more than a 15 pounds. I can do Let's a 20. I can do a yeah. 60. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Arnold. But, you know, he he's like, it's all in the form. Come on, Fortune. Get it. Go down. You got it. Let's go. <laughs> but I will say this about him because obviously yeah. he's very into fitness. He's very health conscious. He's never once made me feel like, because I'll always be like, oh, I got to work out. I'm so fat. He has never made me, like, feel fat or gross. He hmm. makes me always, he's like a person that makes everybody feel very good he's like a motivational guide he's never like it yeah you you need to get rid of that you gotta don't do that you know he's just like you're great you're you're beautiful keep doing whatever you want (laughs) i love it i love it so much yeah Uh, other question for you about touring i did ask you briefly how do you maintain a marriage when you are touring all the time any secrets not that i'm married (laughs) <laughs> Just for the listener who might be married. But How do you maintain day. a marriage when you're touring comic? I mean, I think it really depends on who you're married to. That is a big right, part right, of the puzzle. Because, yeah. It's you're not like, one oh, size yeah. fits all. Okay, <laughs> interesting. You're saying, so hang on, you're saying people are different. I mean, okay. you know. <laughs> okay, that's a hot take. To an extent. Go on. I am very lucky that I'm married to someone who really understands that this is my love, this is my passion. She knows I'm a a workhorse. I love to work. I get a lot of joy out of working. 
Um, so she's never trying to dim that light. Obviously, there are times when, you know, she's like, okay, can we can we not have a show on my birthday this year? And I'm like, that's right. fair. Um, <laughs> or like, like can, we, <laughs> yeah, can we take Fine. a vacation that doesn't include, you know, a theater somewhere? Fair <laughs> enough. So, you know, it helps when they communicate their needs and you listen, which, you know, it took wow. me doing three wow. years of shows on her birthday to be like, oh, yeah, don't do a show on your birthday. Um, <laughs> so I'm not, like, perfect. <laughs> Can you enjoy a holiday, a proper holiday with no no gigs? Or just um, do you go insane? It's hard. I go, in my head, I'm like, I, I, this, I could have done the show here. <laughs> and uh, that would have been great to check off another market. Mm. Made a little few bucks. <laughs> made people laugh, you know. What are yeah. we doing here? This is a wasted trip. What are we doing um, on this beautiful Caribbean island? Surely yeah. they need comedy here. Surely they need to laugh. Yeah, it's hard. But you have to just go, all right, I need to chill. Because you, your brain does need to rest. Your your mm. body needs a minute. Um, it is good for you to have a, a step away from it for a second to be able to not burn out. Hard though, isn't it? You take uh because you're going on the road pretty hard right now. Do you take a minute or are you just like full steam ahead? I'm bad at bad at time off. I did it uh I did a film and I'd done all this. I'd been working like insane, insane, insane mm-hmm. nonstop. And then I had one day off. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take the day off and I'm gonna rest and I'm gonna do this. I nearly yeah. had a nervous breakdown <laughs> that day off. <laughs> I lost it's my hard, mind. Right? Yeah. I lost my fucking mind. I was like, this is bad. This is bad. Yeah. I was like staring at the ceiling like <laughs> like a <laughs> this ain't right. I know. We have to it's, work on this. Yeah, well, I I was like that too. And and now that there's another person in my life that I, I um need to be aware of, I'm like, all right, let's go act like a human being yeah. and pretend you're a, person. a yeah. proper dinner or something like that. <laughs> Fine, we'll use cutlery. Fine. Yeah, for sure. I don't, my wife calls me the hardest working, laziest person she knows because, <laughs> because I'm like always working. And then mm. when I, like on a Sunday, when I fly back in, I'm just like on the couch, like, like don't, <laughs> do not disturb. <laughs> She's like, you could put your dishes in the sink. What? I'm sleeping. No, no, no. <laughs> you know how hard I've been working. I can't put dishes away. <laughs> My hands hurt from holding a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> you know the bit where you have to screw the mic stand together. My hands have blisters. Owie. <laughs> I can't I can't wash plates. <laughs> I need my precious hand. Yeah, I'm glad you get. I'm glad you get it. Oh, I get it. I get it. Fortunately, I've forgotten to tell you something though, and it's yeah. quite bad that I haven't told you this. Oh no! I feel like a dummy for not having said it earlier, and mm-hmm. I guess. Oof! I guess oh, I should just come out and say it. Um, I'm yeah. so sorry. I just say it. I okay. say it. you've died. <gasps> no. You're yeah, Shoot. you're dead. So I'm a ghost. Yeah, you know what? I'm a ghost. How did you die? <laughs> How did you die? Well, it was pretty tragic because mm. it was way before my time. Yeah, it was not it was. as young as like the legendary rock stars that die at 27. 
This was um, more of like her hair's turning gray. Um, she's not old, but she's not young. And right. there's still some good years ahead of her. Uh-huh. She was grilling outside. How old were, how old were you? Oh, uh, she was like 40. Yeah, we'll okay. say 40. <laughs> that still seems tragically young. That's young, right? She was grilling yeah. outside. A very That's a pretty fun activity. You know you're going to get a treat. Mm. Yeah. Um, even though you're having to make it, it's better when someone yeah. else does it. Um, but my but wife was like fire. nagging That's me, fire. like, "Can you please do yeah. something?" I go, "Fine." My hands hurt, but okay, I'll go grill. Even though I this my crampy hands. this right hand is not great, and um, <laughs> making making burgers and mm. uh, you know have the little pokey thing that that you use on a grill yeah, to like. Thing. For hot dogs and stuff, you poke. Mm-hmm. poke. Yeah, yeah. I'm poking a hot dog, and my my hand cramped, Brett, and I go ow, and and it stab. I stabbed myself. <gasps> you stabbed yourself. Yeah. Oh, God. And as, as I'm dying, I'm like, I told you, I shouldn't be doing things in the house when I'm home from break. And my <laughs> wife was like, Really? Those are your last words. Fuck. And then I go, Oh, you're right. I, I love you as well. So I did as get well. that out. I did get that out before I died. And you were like, oh, I shouldn't have said the as well. It was two words too I many. Know. It would have been perfect. It was like, it was like I love you. It would have been. And she's like, as well. Okay. As well as telling me so as you stabbed yourself. Was she like, do you really, is this really the moment you need to tell yeah. me that I was wrong? I told you so. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's a, comp- that's a complicated death. And then I imagine you sort of collapsed onto the grill. So then yeah, there was like burning I a, flesh. A, and, a se- I seared my cheek. Yeah. And I, but I was alive for that. God, quite traumatic for your wife. Yeah. She yeah. Didn't lo- she didn't love that. It was right on the, the there was some pineapple on the grill. And it was, right. this, it kind of ruined her meal. She didn't eat anything. She didn't even eat made. any of it. She didn't I mean, eat any of it. Which I was like, oh, so then I died in vain. Right, you didn't right. even enjoy a nice dinner. So. God, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Do you worry about that? Um, <laughs> I try not to think of it too much, but it does yeah. creep in a little bit more than I expected the older I get. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I have like <clears throat> things in my life that mean a lot to me. Like your my grill. Wife, yeah, my grill, my wife, my dog. The pokey thing for the grill. My dog that's right here asleep. I want to be around mm. for these guys. I mean, he, well, you know, he he might... Not be around as as long as I was Why? What are you planning to do? We don't need to tell him that. I'm not planning to do anything. Jesus. (laughs) He's not going to be around much longer. (laughs) (laughs) He's going out of that grill. The the grill of death. What do you think happens when you die? I mean, I definitely, I, I was raised in the South, so the church was a part of my life. I'm not a church gal. By any means, nor do I consider myself religious. I'm definitely more on the spiritual side. Mm -hmm. So I think the optimist in me hopes that there is some sort of afterlife that we don't just turn to dust. Um, And I also uh, was very close with my grandmother. So I have this like hope that one day I get to see her again. So even if that's all rubbish, um, it makes you feel good to feel like that's that there's something Something good at the end of all this, maybe. Oh, guess what? It's not rubbish. It's true. It's okay. all true. 
Oh, there good. is a heaven. And good. you're welcome. They're so happy to see you, even though their nickname for you is Dog Killer. They love oh, you. Oh, no. There. They love you up there, nonetheless. I don't want to get anywhere near a grill when I have my dog yes. with me. They, so they've fine. made that a rule. Uh, and heaven, <laughs> it's filled with your favorite thing. What's your favorite thing? Oh, food. <laughs> okay. Food, food everywhere. It's like hamburgers, a food court, pad thai, all the bad stuff. All the stuff that in this life, Makes you fat. You can eat as much as you want of it yeah. up there because you're already dead. That does sound like so, heaven. So it's enjoy it. Yeah. It's a food court. None of it. None of it's bad for you. It's fucking delicious. And they're very excited to see you. They're so excited, Fortune. They're such big fans. I love the idea that heaven is a food court in the mall. <laughs> yeah. You, you've good made it, bud. <laughs> but it's the same lighting. Really bright. Really yeah, bright. Really You're bright. Like, Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. And it's like round the world dishes in a circle. And Express is up there. <laughs> Sbarro. But it's good for you. But it's good for you. I mean, it's not bad. Yeah. Like, it's what are they going to do? Kill me? I'm in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> but they want to talk about your life, Fortune. They want to talk about your life through okay. film. The first thing they ask you is, what's the first film you remember seeing, Fortune Feimster? My first film... I always watch the movies that I wasn't supposed to watch. Like mm -hmm. I, my parents didn't really track it. Like they were kind of like, yeah, like whatever, just watch a movie. I don't know why this, I know this isn't the first movie I ever saw, but it's the one that stuck with me was Crocodile Dundee. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And I think it stuck with me because the, the beautiful woman, in the film, had this very specific bathing suit. She was, like, mm. gathering water, and it was very high-waisted, like, and yeah. you didn't see those kind of bathing suits back then. And the little gay in me that mm. didn't know I was a little gay was like, whoa, what is this? Yeah. So I, I clocked that movie pretty early on. I remember that bathing suit. I think that's the only thing I remember from that film. I mean, that the, right? That and the knife. But the knife. I think, I believe that Crocodile Dundee married her. Married no, really? in real life. I believe so. I hope I'm right on that. Oh, my God. Lucky wonderful? guy. I lucky hope guy, so. Because yeah. she was wish, beautiful. I, want, I rooted yeah. for them. Yeah. Well, oh, in I the movie. happy ending. And in real yeah. life. I wish I could say that, I know I wanted to have like a better film for you, like something that was very that like elevated, you know. No, I'd much rather your answer is <laughs> uh, some woman's bikini in an, in an Australian, <laughs> in a sexist Australian film. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here to please. I much prefer that. <laughs> I really don't remember. Oh, I know a, another movie that... Made an impact on me. Um, the Sound of Music. It was a musical movie. Speaking of sexy movies, go Come on. Come on now. I watched that over and over and over and again. And I memorized all the songs and mm. would sing them all the time around the house. I, I always fast forwarded it through the part where she, because the movie was in two parts. It came back and she was at like the monastery or whatever. I was like, this is boring. Let's get through this. Yeah. Let's get to the good stuff. And um, when I, I lived in Europe for a year and I went to Austria and I was 22 at the time, I went on a Sound of Music tour by myself with a bunch of like six strangers. They were all like 75 years old. I'm 22. 
And we're in a van driving through the countryside of Austria with like, there's a sad sort of clinging in the clock and the hall and the bells and the steeple too. And I'm like singing along and the hills are alive. And we oh, went to all... beautiful voice. Well, thanks, Brett. I, I, I went all to the sound of music and we went yeah. to all the spots and we ate apple strudel. And the old couple, one of the old couples felt bad for me because I was alone. Mm. Like, who's this youngster with no friends? And asked <laughs> if I wanted to eat apple strudel with them. So it was did a you? very impactful move. I did. I ate apple strudel with them. Very did impactful. Did they then invite movie. you into, into a thrapper with them? And then we had a key party. Um, and <laughs> yeah, we definitely <laughs> threw down. <laughs> it was a very formative time. It was. They sh- showed me the ways. Of, they were older and experienced. I was young. <laughs> Impressionable. Well, you know, far be it for me to say, but that's Europe for you, isn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> that is Europe. <laughs> you guys want to come back to my hostel? <laughs> Everywhere you go. You can't turn without being up mm-hmm. at a thruple in Europe. Yeah. Hello, my neighbour Maureen. What's this I hear about you getting a promotion at the office? Didn't you just get promoted last month? It's all thanks to Canva. I've been nailing every meeting with AI-powered Canva presentations. Isn't that Canva's AI slide generator where you just describe your presentation in a few words and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides in seconds? That's right. And to top it off, I use MagicWrite, Canva's AI text generator, to perfect my points. Sounds brilliant, Maureen. No more copying and pasting from other programs. No more app switching. Can Canva Docs with MagicWrite generate any text you want for work? Yes. Sales proposals, marketing plans? Yeah. Meeting agendas, ratings of all 12 Muppet movies using the extensive point system I developed at age 12. Anyone can save time with Canva's AI-powered tools. Generate your draft fast with Canva Docs at canva.com designed for work. Oh, thanks, my neighbor, Maureen. Yeah, thank you. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself, but we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs 
programs that have been tested and proven to work, and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I.com. What is the film that made you cry the most? Do you like crying? Are you a crier? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like a crier. Like, not just, I'm not a person that's like known for, like, oh, you know, Fortune, she cries. Like, I'm not mm. that kind of crier. Um, but I am a cancer, so I am sensitive. You too. You are? That's why. Shut See, that's up. why we're simpatica. Because mm. you got that soul that us cancers have. I remember bawling watching Finding Neverland. Oh, Do God. you ever see that? Yeah, with Kate yeah. Winslet and uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah, I sobbed during that. I sobbed during the movie Getting in Cars with Boys. Yeah. Drew Barrymore movie. Drew Barrymore. Because um, my mom and I at the time were having a complicated thing, and that whole movie was about that. So Finding Neverland was because she died in cancer, and then Getting in Cars with Boys was a complicated mother-daughter relationship. So I was just like, <laughs> this is hitting too close to home. <laughs> you were used to getting in cars with old couples. It wasn't completely relatable, but there were elements of it. I went to the movie thinking it was going to be a, a fun movie. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this is a real downer. You know where I cry the most? I know. I think this might be an altitude thing, but on planes. If I watch a movie yeah. that's somewhat sad, I will sob on a plane like snots going down my face it's yeah. very embarrassing i'm the same planes are killer i don't know why it's i'll cry at anything on a plane mm-hmm. but my question about finding neverland that i never understood yeah. i've only seen it once but i was confused by the ending because basically kate winslet dies right and yeah. johnny depp says to her kids she's in neverland now mm-hmm. and if you ever want to see her just go to Neverland. And yeah. I'm like, has he just said, kill yourselves? If you want to see your... Is I never message... thought about that. Yeah. What What was the message here? I don't know. Was Was he trying to say in, in your imagination that Neverland's in your no, imagination? No, I think he was saying... I think he was saying... It's I a real that's place. What he was saying. You're going to have to kill your, you have to. Yeah. Yeah, never. I didn't pick up on that. I was too busy well. sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there was another movie. There was another movie about someone dying of cancer. That oh well, Step-mom. I mean, hello, Steel Magnolias. Oh, hello, Steel Magnolias. For a Southern gal like me, that was our oh, like. It. That was our movie, and she's that like, was your cry bible. It should have been me. You know, it's uh, <laughs> Sally Field. It should have been me. <laughs> and she's like, and her friends are just like crying and they're holding their like Kleenex in their hand like mm. those southern women do the snotty Kleenex and oh that one got me nobody wants to see Julie Roberts die no she's literally she's no one wants pretty. to see mm-hmm. too pretty to die mm-hmm. what about scared what's the film that scared you the most do you like being scared do you like being scared do you like being scared <laughs> I answer any love, of those three I don't love being scared I'm not a big scary movie gal for sure I was terrified watching Jaws. I mean, mm. I don't think I've been in the ocean since. Oh, I wow. just, yeah, I like put my little toes in the water 
and, and then I'm good. Jaws scared the crap out of me because I felt like that was a real thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. And um, The Wizard of Oz scared me pretty early on. I had nightmares as a kid, as, like a big witch was coming over um, the banister and to get me. And never wanted a two-story film. house after that. And ever since then, we've lived in bungalows. <laughs> We're more of a ranch gal. I'm a ranch gal now. <laughs> <laughs> what about, what's a film that you love? It is not critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Most people don't like it, but you love it unconditionally. Hmm. I mean, I feel like the ones I... Finding Neverland and all those stuff can already go into that category. Comedies are never critically acclaimed, which I think is wild. True. They're always like, this was too silly for my taste. Like, I love yeah. Zoolander, you know, yeah. and they're like, this, this is had ridic- too many jokes. Yeah, this is ridiculous. And I just, <laughs> I'm like crying laughing in the movie theater watching Zoolander because it's so stupid. Yeah, it's funny. That I I can't imagine that Zoolander was critically acclaimed, was it? I think it was well, pretty well received. But you're right, comedies never get five stars. Yeah, but I thought that I like I like dumb movies like that, like super silly Anchorman, those kind of things. These broad characters that are ridiculous. We talked about this on the on the podcast before, but my question to you is: Mm -hmm. Where have all the big broad character films gone? And are you going to save cinema? I mean, one? Brett, I am trying so hard. I have been writing movies for the last, like, six years. Yeah. I have four. I mean, I'm biased, but I have three or four that I think. I, I see some of the garbage that gets made, and I go, I've yeah. got four movies here that would blow that out of the water if somebody would just let me make them. And I have one that's on the, like, five-yard line right now. That uh, me and my very dear friend Jillian Bell are trying oh, wow. to get off the ground. And it is a big, broad comedy, super funny. And I know people would enjoy it if we can get it yeah. made. So fingers crossed. Okay. I just, I don't know why. I feel like not enough of, of comedians in my generation have been allowed to break out in movies. Yes. They kind of keep going back to the sa- same like four people. Mm. four to eight people yeah. for every movie comedy that's allowed to get made. And you go, let, let's let let some people in our group break out in the movie yeah. world. But, you know, comedies in general aren't getting made as much as they used to. So that's part of it. You're going to save cinema. I believe in you. Well done, by the way. Well done in advance. Thank you. What is the film that you used to love? You loved it, but you I don't love it, it no more. Oh God, that could be so. That could be so many movies that I'm sure don't hold up. I'm no, I'm not one that really goes back to movies and watches them for a second time. So I'm sure there are plenty in that category, but I haven't watched them. I mean, this is gonna sound bad because it's such a beloved movie. But I went back and watched Caddyshack, and I was like, this is, mm. I don't love this as much as I remember. Yeah, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's dated. just me. Yeah. I don't think that's you. I think most 80s comedies have issues <laughs> now. <laughs> I think you can pick pretty an, a, a large number of comedies for the 80s and watch yeah. that and go, oh dear. Well, they were allowed to make such crazy movies, you know? Yeah. Now it's like, wait, you have a crazy, you have a broad idea, no thanks. <laughs> 
thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. What is the film that means the most to you? Not necessarily the film itself is special, but the mm-hmm. experience you had around seeing it will always make it meaningful to you. Fortune Pimster, go, please. I really loved, and maybe this again is my Southern influence, the movie Fried Green Tomatoes. Love that film. I love that film because I think that um, seeing two strong female characters like um, have this like special relationship, even though the book, there's like more lesbian undertones there. They didn't really hit that over the head in the this film, but I just love that that friendship. You didn't get to see, uh, but that uh, beaches is another one. I was always just like a yeah. big fan of like strong female leads exploring a friendship. That friendship going through different challenges mm-hmm. and coming back around, being there for each other, like always just pulled at my heartstrings. I think I sobbed watching Beaches. Oh, Beaches is a killer. Beaches is meant to kill you, though, right? Mm-hmm. Beaches is is a precision tool killing machine. Yeah, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you yeah. got, did you ever know that you're my hero? And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> this <laughs> is my revelation I today. wish Keep I singing. could be. And I can fly higher than an eagle because you are the wind beneath my wings. You're like, oh, my God. Can you imagine being the wind beneath someone's wings? (laughs) Can you imagine having that much wind? That is deep. That is so much wind. That's deep. So, yeah, that one got me. Mm. Those two movies, very influential. Great. Didn't know I was a lesbian, Perfect. but those planted some seeds for sure. I didn't know you could sing until today, Fortune, and it sort of changed everything. <laughs> and now I'm like, when you save cinema, I hope it's in a musical. I hope so. Let's first off, I gotta get cast in a movie for longer than eight minutes. Okay, then, yeah, sure. And then after that, let's have some singing. Yeah. What if it's 25 minutes and 21 minutes is you doing uh, seven songs? Sign me up. Okay, great. <laughs> Different genres and everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm often cast. I'm often cast as the person that comes in and is like ridiculous for like two scenes, and they're like, "That was amazing. You're that was the funniest thing we ever seen." And then I'm like, "Can I be a bigger part next time?" And they're like, "We'll see." <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. That was the best thing we've ever seen. You need to go home now, please. <laughs> You did what we hired you to do. Please (laughs) step away from craft services. You're done. (laughs) All right. Well, I got more where that came from. (laughs) We are well aware you have more where that came from. Please leave the set (laughs) we are trying to film. (laughs) What is the film you most relate to? Rudy. (laughs) Who are you in Rudy? I'm Rudy. No, I didn't play on a football team. Mm-hmm. So I can't relate to it in that way. But I do feel like for a lot of my life, I was the underdog. I was like that person that will like try like try really hard. Like I'm going to work harder than everybody. Um, but then, you know, would like kind of f- fall short because I wasn't like the prettiest or the small, the skinniest or I wasn't the like this or that. And I would, I would work so hard for that thing. 
And then finally, I don't remember when it was. There was a, a time, sometime I think in like ninth or 10th grade, early high school, I sort of finally broke that barrier where I was always like so close to getting something and wouldn't. And then all these people started to clock that like, oh, this fortune's working really hard. And, you know, I started to get some traction. And then the older I got, like I started having these victorious moments, but it it took a lot of, um, you know, working really hard and getting told no and not getting the thing you really wanted to eventually get the victory. So it was a different, I, I saw my, so I, I saw myself okay. as a Rudy like figure in that, like, you know. Yeah, you're a sports movie. Yeah. But I, but I didn't that. play football. No. But you know what you did do? You made people happy. People laughed. They cried. They said, sing louder. <laughs> they, and in a way, they figuratively took really their was. jersey and put it on the desk yeah. and said, we're not playing unless Fortune's playing. I love it. Here we go, Fortune. This is what people really are here for. Okay. What's the sexiest film you've ever seen? And was it Crocodile Dundee? <laughs> that was pretty sexy. I'm going to say something that... I'm going to say something that's not going to be your typical sexy movie. No one else is going to find this sexy whatsoever. Because, like, a, when you think of sexy movie, you think of, like, um, what's the movie with, like, Denise Richards and... Wild uh, Things. Ne- Nev- yeah. Like, you think of things like that. <laughs> no, Me, <sexiest>? Wild Things. <laughs> yeah. You're like, that, yeah, you came to that really fast. <laughs> like, my favorite movie? <laughs> I thought... This was the sexiest thing I'd ever seen because I was so drawn to this person. There's a movie called While You Were Sleeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not a sexy movie by any means. Sandra Bullock is the star of it. She's yeah. not a sexy character. Um, but it was, she was such a like quintessential like girl next door peak Sandra Bullock rom-com. Mm. Like so cute. So adorable. I thought it was the sexiest thing I'd ever seen. And I didn't know, again, I was gay. But that, like, I m- had a mad crush after that movie. Were you like, I'd pretend to be in a coma to yeah. be with her? Yeah, for yeah. sure. For <laughs> sure, bud. I was like, why can't I be in that hospital bed and wake up? And it's like, who are you? And uh, and she's like, I'm your wife. I'm like, great. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Sign me up. Uh, like no questions <laughs> asked. You're not. Yeah. You're not trying to remember how did this happen. Like you just go, yeah, this is it. <laughs> There's a subcategory to this question: mm-hmm. troubling boners, worrying why dons. A film you found arousing that you weren't sure you should. Hmm. Oh yeah. Here we this go. Is, I got She's this. Got now, it, this movie aroused a lot of people. And uh, you, but you wouldn't have think you wouldn't have thought it would arouse a gal like me. Are you ready for this, Brett? Hold on mm. to your pantaloons, Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> the obvious I'm, answer. I'm telling you, Magic all the ladies, Mike. all the straight ladies in the in the theater mm-hmm. were screaming and like, yeah, I mean, it was like girls going wild. They were losing their minds over all this gyrating. And I went with my straight friends thinking, like, this is for them. I'm mm. just going to go for the popcorn. And I was like, whew. I was like fanning myself. Like, my collar's tight. 
Channing Tatum's like, you know, like dry humping everything. And I was like into it. Matthew McConaughey's like in his little chaps and everybody's just dancing and gyrating. And I was like, I shouldn't be feeling the way I'm feeling, but I'm really into this. That is why Mike is magic. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. He turned the lesbian. I know a lot of straight men who feel the same way about Magic Mike. <laughs> is that how you felt when you they, watched They went it? for the girls in the audience and they stayed for the dry humping men. Yeah, you're like, look at all the oil on these muscles. <laughs> look at those moves. A, He's got knee a, pads on. very talented dancers. Very talented. Mm-hmm. Well done on this. Very yeah, who choreographed dancer. this? <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this. I know this, isn't, this movie's not for me, but I'm in. Mm. It's for everyone. That's a real, what a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. It's a real universal <laughs> film. Yeah. So now, so now I have a, a one of my male celebrity crushes now is Channing Tatum because of it. Respect. That's me doing his moves. <laughs> what is objectively the greatest film of all time? Oh no! I have might not be your favorite. I know. But it's the greatest. <sighs> I don't have elevated taste in movies. Let me preface no, all no of this. Because I know that other people have really, like, amazing, like, they're like the Godfather. You know, something like that. I mean, I'm gonna, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. This can't come out of my mouth. But I guess the r- romantic in me just has to say the Titanic. The, the Titanic. Titanic. Except I don't like that. I think they made a mistake when they had Kate Winslet floating in the water. They made the board too big because everyone and their mother's like, he could have fit on that board. Do you want to know my theory of, of mm-hmm. what happened? What do you I think? think he absolutely could have fit on that board. It's very deliberate that the board is big enough for him, yeah. but he has overpromised on the mm. ship. He has set himself up like, I'm going to be the greatest guy you'll ever know. They have the accident, they're in the water, and he thinks, God, if we make it back to land, there is no way I can live up to the the image I've presented here. Interesting. I'm going to look like a gentleman <laughs> and die here, and then she'll always think of me as a hero. You but know if what? we I've make it back to land, I will never be able to live up to the hype. <laughs> I, you know, I can't say you're wrong. You might be onto something. <laughs> He's like, I can't possibly... Be possibly all the be this guy. She's very fancy. I'm yeah. not gonna be able to like pay for yeah. anything. It's all well and good on this holiday where like she's running away from the horrible man. Like, but we go back to land. What? Where are we? What's she gonna stay in a fucking bed and breakfast with me instead of her mansion? What are we gonna 100%, 100%. do? What, she's gonna be happy just fucking you know go to poker games <laughs> with me and shit. She's a lady. She would dump him like too much hey, into <laughs> being on land. And you know how she's going to remember him if he dies here while she's on a door. <laughs> Man, that movie was great as far as like the r- romance and that story and rooting for two people. But, uh, you know, I'm not into horror movies, but one of the be- other best movies of all time that always yeah. sticks with me would probably be Silence of the Lambs. It's a fucking great film. That is. Yeah. That is a great film. That one, I mean, how do you forget? Like, hello, Clarice. I mean, come on. Come on. Put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> Any movie that you can just quote. <laughs> great movie. Psychopaths, bro. 
<laughs> what is the film you could or have watched the most over and over again? The movie I've watched the most would be The Sound of Music. And mm. that one was on repeat for so many years of my life. Comedy-wise, though, Bridesmaids. The best. I have watched that movie more times than I can count. It makes me laugh every time. I always find new jokes every time I watch the movie. Mm. And I worked with uh, Kristen and Annie who wrote that movie. And they also, I did a small part in this movie, yeah. uh, Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. Yeah, which I was going to say is the only film I can think of in the mm-hmm. last many years that is big, broad characters, big bro- yeah. funny, and it, silly it, swings. It got, um, it was a um, unfortunate timing of the pandemic. Yeah. It was literally just a month from coming out when the world shut down. And I think it didn't get its due Mm -hmm. because of that. I think had it gone to theaters, I think it would have done really, really well. But it reminds me of, they wrote Bridesmaids and they wrote Barb and Star. Both remind me. Of, of each other in in that every time you watch them, you find something new. And there's so many jokes on jokes on jokes um, that you don't see that very much in yeah. movies these days. But they were like, they're so good about writing and so meticulous about jokes that that they like really take a lot of time with those scripts. Um, so yeah, Bridesmaids is like, I like it. I love it because I love seeing all those friends work together. Uh, again, another female cast of really strong funny women and it's real it's relatable like there's so many women who've been in that situation it's phenomenal that film on the other end of the scale and we don't like to be horrible so do this quickly what's the worst film you've ever seen (laughs) oh my god the worst film Mm. hands down i've ever seen is the most ridiculous movie that i don't know how it got greenlit we've watched it many times as well because it's so bad um, the movie Tiptoes. Have you? Oh ever my heard god, of this you've seen threat? Tiptoes. I have not seen it. I've watched the trailer. I've read essays about it. <laughs> I am vaguely obsessed with it, and I'm not sure I could make it through the film. To tell the the listener who doesn't know, so bad. It's Gary Oldman, and he's playing a little person. This was many. I mean, decades ago, so it could never ever get made in any stretch of the imagination. Any time of recent times, he. they <laughs> put shoes on. They make him do the whole movie on his knees. But he's playing it like he's going to win an Oscar, right? He's Oh, yeah. It's not a joke. Fully committed to this character as him playing a little person. (laughs) Shoes are on his knees. Matthew McConaughey's in it. I think Kate Beckinsale. I don't know. I don't. I mean, these actors weren't unknown when this happened. They were like early on. I think it was later than that. Wasn't it after he won an Oscar? No, something I like feel that. It's like mad like time. None of the plot makes sense. You're like, who's that person? I've watched it with friends where we're screaming, cry, like laughing and crying, going, what is this? What is that? Who's this? I don't know what happened, how this movie got made, but it is the most bonkers movie that I can think of that is so bad. I might have to watch it. I know. You, I think you it. have to watch it just to see, like. <laughs> but watch it with friends too, though, because mm. it is a pretty like wow. you'll all be pointing out different insane things. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the trailer alone is like starts and you're like, oh, it's a rom com. Oh, there's Gary uh-huh. Oldman with shoes on his knees. Oh, it's a drama. What the <laughs> hell is going on? 
I the don't hell know. Is and th- this. And then it's a love story. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. know. <laughs> oh, it's bad. Anyway, you're in comedy. You're very funny. What's the film that made you laugh the most? It would be a tie between Bridesmaids and Anchorman. Those were pretty high up on the list for me. I'm trying to think if there's an even older one. What about you? Do you have a movie that's made you laugh the most? I'm just curious. You're not allowed to ask me. I, I can't I, answer I these know, questions. I know, but as a fellow comedian, I didn't, I didn't know if you had like one coveted funny movie that you think of. God, I don't know. Because sometimes I think it's different. Like as in there are comedy films that I think are like amazing. Yeah. But did I laugh, did I laugh the most at them? Maybe not. You know, like something mm-hmm. like, I don't know, Life of Brian, I think is so amazing. Such a brilliant film. But am I laughing that much? Right. Probably not. You know what I mean? I see you watching a, watching a movie going, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, like a Hollywood exec. That's yeah. funny. That's hmm. cute. Funny. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. 40-year-old virgin, pretty, that was pretty mm. funny. You know, the jerk in, back in the day. Yeah. Two yeah. brains. Yeah. Any, any, any of that business. You know, a, a, an old school, an old school mm. funny movie that is ridiculous, um, but that I was like really obsessed with growing up was Billy Madison. Oh, great. I watched that movie all the time. Always was like you know, reciting like bits from the movie for my friends. I, I just opened for Sandler a couple of weeks ago and I told oh, and him. Oh, and he's been reading into it. How was it? Yeah, it was amazing. So fun. Yeah. He's the nicest guy. And I was like, yeah. this is such a trip. I said, I memorized your first album and uh, would try to make people laugh by doing your bits when I was in uh, eighth grade. <laughs> what did he say? He thought it was so cute and funny. He was like, oh, my God. Mm. We started singing uh, Lunge Lady Land together backstage. It was pretty great. But Billy Madison uh, was, I I would be like, chlorophyll, more like borophyll. Or be like, I like shampoo. Shampoo's better. No, conditioner's better. You know, it was just such a dumb, silly movie that it stuck God. with me for so long. I'm very excited for you saving cinema. Hello, my neighbour Maureen. What's this I hear about you getting a promotion at the office? Didn't you just get promoted last month? It's all thanks to Canva. I've been nailing every meeting with AI-powered Canva presentations. Isn't that Canva's AI slide generator where you just describe your presentation in a few words and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides in seconds? That's right. And to top it off, I use Magic Write, Canva's AI text generator, to perfect my points. Sounds brilliant, Maureen. No more copying and pasting from other programs. No more app switching. Can Canva Docs with MagicWrite generate any text you want for work? Yes. Sales proposals, marketing plans? Yeah. Meeting agendas, ratings of all 12 Muppet movies using the extensive point system that I developed at age 12. Anyone can save time with Canva's AI-powered tools. Generate your draft fast with Canva Docs at canva.com designed for work. Oh, thanks, my name Maureen. Yeah, thank you. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself, but we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body. And I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I.com. Fortune? Mm-hmm. You've been wonderful. You've been wonderful, as expected. However. Okay. When you were home from touring for a day yeah. and you'd made quite a big deal of having a day off and you kept saying to your wife, I'm having a day off. Are you happy? It's your birthday. Are you happy? <laughs> Are you and happy? She, she, she said, yeah, I wish you didn't have to keep sort of saying it in an aggressive way. I wish you were happy. No, I'm really happy. It's great. It's great to have a day off. And then your wife said, do you want to work the grill? And you were like, my stand-up hands. Yeah. My poor stand-up oh. hands. I've got a day off. And mm-hmm. she said, come on, you can hold... A pointy thing, and you're like, oh, okay. It's like a mic, she says. So you yeah. put some things on the grill, a couple mm-hmm. of steaks, some chicken breasts, and you're sticking the buggy thing in. And you, um, because your hand cramps from the thing, you yeah. turn it and you stab yourself yeah. with the pointy thing. Yeah. And your wife comes rushing over and you go, I told you I shouldn't be working on my day off. Mm-hmm. And she goes, uh, honey, what, what do we do? And you go, I told you. Yeah. And you go, hang on, is this, she says, is, is this the last thing you want to say to me if you don't? And you go, I told you. And, oh, yeah, I love you as well. Mm-hmm. And then you fall face first into the grill. Your body and face now cooking. Your wife's going, fucking, what a mess. Anyway, she turns down the grill. Mm-hmm. You're dead. She takes the steak off and the chicken. She eats them. I'm walking past with a coffee, and you know what I'm like. And I'm like, "Hey, uh, Fortune's wife is is Fortune there?" Goes, yeah, she, I think she's just killed, she's dead on the grill. <laughs> what? Oh no! She goes, "Have you got a coffin on you?" Go, yeah, I actually do. As it goes, I come around. And says, "Will you help?" I say, "Yeah." She says, "Do you have the steak though? It's pretty good. She actually cooked that very well." Oh, I said, oh nice. great. So we sit and we yeah. have steak together. And I'm yeah. like, the smell, we should probably we should probably deal with it now. And she's like, yeah, now I go, well, it's up to you, but I would yeah. recommend it. She goes, okay. So when we have to try and get you off the grill, but you are like melded in with mm. an, ha- half a chicken, some carrots, some aubergines, yeah. a, a cauliflower steak, <laughs> some meat. So we have to peel you off. I get, get the knives. We chop you up to try and get you. Oh, wow. We put you in this coffin, but there's more of you than I was expecting what with all the food mm. that's now attached to you. Yeah. And the burning and the ash and the coals. And I go, look, listen, I've stuffed her in. I, I put you in. There's there's no room in this coffin. There's really no room. There's only enough room 
to slide one DVD into the side for you to take across to the other side. And on the other wow. side, it's movie night every night. What film are you taking to show the food in the food court in the sky when it is your movie night? Fortune Feimster, please. Well, wow. Uh, what a tragic end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm going to uh, mm. have movie night every night in this food court, mm. uh, I don't want it to be a bummer movie. Titanic's no. Titanic's I'm gonna get that's gonna get old. There's mm. only so many Celine Dion songs I can listen to. I gotta I wanna I wanna laugh. So I'm gonna have to go with my my old standby and take bridesmaids. People are gonna love it. The food is gonna love it in the food court. Mm-hmm. In around the world food court. Fortune, you're wonderful. Is there anything you'd like to tell people to look out for, to listen to, or to watch coming up? Yes, I would Tell love us. I would love for people if you're into stand-up comedy, I'm on the road. I'm going to many cities. I've already been to many cities, um, but the rest of my tour is on my website. I'm going all over the country. I'm even going to London and Amsterdam <gasps> over there. Where are you doing in London? That is, I'm doing Union Chapel. That oh, I don't amazing. know when this comes out. It's like the end That's of January. Great yeah, this will come out in a couple of weeks. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna be in London. At Union Chapel in Amsterdam. I can't pronounce that one, but those are the end of January. <laughs> uh, tons of shows like DC, Denver. I mean, I'm I'm everywhere. Uh, Wisconsin. And uh, you can go to my website, fortunefeeds.com, to see if I'm coming to a city near you. Um, and I have a new podcast uh, with Brett's dear friend, May Martin, um, and Tig Nataro. Um, it's... Uh, doing really well and we have fun and giggle for an hour so check that out if you like podcasts um and yeah it's called handsome oh yeah it's called handsome (laughs) (laughs) really bad sales pitch i'm so great you you work it out you work it out you'll find it somehow just use your intuition if you like comedy specials i have several on netflix called uh good fortune and sweet and salty so check those out yeah fortune you're a dream thank you for doing this brett you're amazing. I will see you very soon, I hope. I hope uh, so. You're one of my favorite people to run into. God bless you. Same to you. <laughs> Have a good day. Good night. Good night. So that was episode 278. Head over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra 20 minutes of chat, secrets and video with Fortune. Go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating, but write about the film that means the most to you and why. It's a lovely thing to read. My neighbor Maureen loves it, and I really appreciate it. I hope you're all well. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you to Fortune for giving me her time. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to iHeartMedia and Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics and Lisa Lydon for the photography. Come and join me next week for a cracking guest. No spoilers. It's a big one. You're going to love it. So that is it for now. In the meantime, have a lovely week. And please, be excellent to each other.
Brett, sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I do for a living? Never mind, sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more, online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Maureen, your Canva presentation looks brilliant. Thanks, Brett. That's because I used AI-powered Canva presentations. I just described what I wanted, and Canva presentations generated the perfect slides. You can even make a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. Check this out. Recording. 101 Reasons Why Beaches is the Saddest Film Ever Made by your neighbour Maureen. Is it easy to use? If you can use a computer, you can nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Oh, thanks, my neighbour Maureen. Yeah, thank you.